Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, this is your friendly neighborhood Coco, here to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so we can grow this Coco community together and add more folks to the crew. Thanks guys for listening. to another week of Cuckoo with Coco. As you all know, we are on episode 33. And welcome, if you haven't been here before. But here we go. All my episodes are still available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you get your uh, podcast music, etc. So if you don't know the name of the podcast, I don't know how you forgot already. But you know, everybody has their own uh, flaws. Uh, and we love everybody for that. So uh, I love you especially for being here with me because I think you're wonderful that you're taking time out of your day to listen to me for however long I record because it could be a half an hour. It could be an hour. I don't know. I'm trying to stay consistent, but sometimes I have way too much I want to talk about. And then sometimes it just goes off on a tangent where I have no idea where it's going. So there's a couple of things I have learned thus far, and one of them being that I understand now, I think I have finally cracked the case of why people are stealing phones in Florida. And this story comes all the way from our favorite person, the bean hater himself, who has been on many an episode. And we don't really like to say his name because privacy. And we finally figured it out. I finally figured it out. So here it is. So yesterday, I was texting the bean hater. And he said, be right back. I have to charge my phone. So I said, okay. So it's, so then immediately afterwards, I'm like, okay, it's like 10 o'clock now. So it's legit been four hours since I've spoken to this guy. So I hit him up and I'm like, I threw a fire meme at him. He laughed and I said, what kind of be right back shit is this? (laughs) Because don't be right back me if you're not going to be right back. Like that was like a talk to you later type shit that he should have said instead of BRB, but it's all right. I'll let it slide. So he said that he was answering from his watch. So that means that his phone has been on the charger this whole time. And that's why I haven't heard from him, which is whatever. It's cool. Everybody's got a life. He has a new kid. Not blaming him for anything that's going on. And uh, (laughs) I said he, he had the audacity, this guy. So he takes his phone off the charger, which is a charging pad like everybody has. And he takes it off the freaking, (laughs) he takes it off the charging pad and takes a picture of his watch, which also apparently needs to be charged. So now I put two and two together and got a thousand, which doesn't mean I'm wrong, by the way. It just means I'm exactly where I should be (laughs) on steroids. So (laughs) 
Okay, so essentially, so this is this is the plot. Okay, this is Detective Coco at work. This is the plot. Uh, you only pull me out of the Pokeball for like funny shit. Okay, for silly shit that makes no sense. So this is what I have learned from this encounter: is that essentially the thief's phone dies. So they find the closest unattended phone and take it home because it's fully charged. That's it right there. That's why that lady took that lady's phone out of the bathroom. (laughs) That is why that guy stole my cousin's phone. Their phones were dying and they had no juice. So they stole someone's phone that had juice. And here we are. Here we are. So now I figured out one of the things I'm not going to be doing in Florida is charging my phone. And it's because if I leave my phone unattended and it's on 90, I don't know what that means for the future of my phone if I leave it. That means someone's going to take it. That's what I've learned. So I just wanted to share that knowledge with you because I think knowledge is important. (laughs) Now, let's get to the serious stuff. So last episode, I wanted to bring this up, but I hadn't done enough research yet. So I finally peaked and I got the research in. Well, probably not enough of it, but enough to talk about it. Mary Kay Letourneau died. Okay. She died of breast cancer, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, she had died of breast cancer. (laughs) I don't know why I have to keep looking at this, but I'm going to click anyway. So let's see here with this article. It says, yes, died of cancer. Um, She was 58 years old. Oh, God, stop scrolling like that. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the story that surrounds that. And if you don't know the story, then I believe you should look this up because stuff like this always interests me. And I don't know why. I'm not a murderer. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not any of this shit. I just want to understand the psychological aspect of it and why these people think it's okay to do this shit, which is why I majored in human services, which has a big psycho- psychology background and sociology background. Because you have to try to understand the system and you have to understand why people – Try and go past the boundaries of like ethical and moral things that you yourself as a person would never think to do. So essentially, Mary Kay Letourneau was a woman, was a sixth grade teacher who supposedly fell in love with one of her students who was 13 at the time. So right there, he doesn't seem to be too bright if he is in a sixth grade class at 13. So there's one red flag. And I'm not trying to be funny. Like, it's dark humor, but it's not meant to be funny. Because what happened to that kid should never happen to anyone's kid. So basically, this is her rap sheet. (laughs) Let's go into that. And it's not funny. I'm just really, I I just don't understand. So it's laughing to keep from crying. So in 1997, she was convicted of raping a 13-year-old boy by the name of Feely Fulau. I guess that's how we say it. Two counts of felony second-degree rape of a child. She was 35, okay? She was 35. She He was 13. She knew better. She knew better. But something in her mind or was not wired correctly or she's chemically imbalanced or something that made her do this shit, okay? So now part of what fascinates me about this is that there were so many things that were meant to keep her from him that I guess she saw as minor hurdles. So before I go into the rest of it, I want to go into her background a little bit so that we can see if there was anything wrong there. So she grew up with a strict Catholic background, basically meaning no sex before marriage, um, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, ugh. I mean, it's flaky now to say that because it doesn't really happen. <laughs> and I should know because most of my graduating class is probably working on their fourth baby. And that's nothing against them. They just like to bang. <laughs> Bang-a-lang. <laughs> anyway, so the state... Okay, so she didn't want to marry her first husband, Steve Letourneau. Her parents kind of forced her into it. Which, you know, if you have like... Not weak-willed, but if you're a little too sensitive to say no to your parents about marrying somebody... Like, if you don't want to marry somebody, just be vocal about it. Like, don't, don't make it a thing. <laughs> like, now this is, this is sounding like she, well, clearly she was forced into a relationship she didn't want to be in. So, but you cannot tell me that you find comfort in the arms of a 13-year-old boy who, number one, is probably going through puberty, so he thinks this is okay. Number two, has no idea what is happening because he probably wasn't educated in his household about it. And number three, should absolutely not be fathering children at 13. Back to this. So apparently she had marital issues. So both parties cheated. So she went outside the marriage. Her first husband went outside the marriage. And there was financial issues. So there's, I feel like financial issues play a big part in when marriages or any relationships disintegrate because you're either all in or you're not. (laughs) And if someone can't pull their weight financially or if both can't pull their weight financially or it's just you know, living above your means type of shit, then I feel like that's one of the things that could possibly be the demise of a relationship um, if no one's willing to change or whatever the case may be. So they said that, who knows if this is even true, but they're saying that an article I read, she was abused in her marriage. Like one of the neighbors who was also her attorney, surprisingly enough, could you believe it? said that she was abused mentally and physically by her husband. All right. All right. So now we see a problem. Forced into a marriage, then beaten up by her husband. Still does not excuse the fact that she went after a 13-year-old boy. Okay. Back to her rap sheet. (laughs) She claimed to have been having a relationship with him beyond being the sixth grade teacher. She was married to someone else at the time of this quote-unquote relationship and became pregnant with his kid. So while she is still married to the person she hates at this point and resents probably, she is dilly-dallying with a 13-year-old boy who then impregnates her. <laughs> like, <laughs> ugh. So her initial sentence was going to be the maximum sentence, but they reached a plea agreement in which she was to never see him again. And of course, she was caught in a car with him violating the plea. Oh, lady. So she got six months with three months suspended sentence. So she was only in jail for three months. Okay. And then within being let out of said prison, confinement, whatever, she's caught in a car with him, which negated the whole plea deal which sent her ass back to jail. And, hmm, let me guess. First of all, she gave birth to said first child, I mean said child, prior to serving her seven years in prison. So, (laughs) okay, (laughs) you know, um, she was pregnant before, then she got pregnant again and went into jail. So they had two kids. (laughs) I think that seven years is a little too lenient for that. And I'm not going to be anti-women, whatever, but I think that had something to do with it. 
Okay, that's all I'm going to say. She came from, she had a certain background. She was probably like a waspy chick, like a waspy type. And it was her first offense. It's a terrible idea that a first offense on a child only gets seven years. I think she should have gotten way more. Um, I don't know who decided that it was okay to let her back into society. Not my business. So I just think that there's a lot of stuff that failed here. And that kid should have been protected better. And that's usually what happens in instances like this. Like they need to, something needs to be enforced. Like when you apply a law to somebody, it should stand and it should stand for everybody. There shouldn't be, uh, not favoritism, but there shouldn't be, you know, special circumstances for certain things is what I think. You don't have to agree with me, but this is how I feel about that is because anybody who touches a kid, that's the worst thing I feel like you could ever do is touch a kid in that way, in any way, in a way to beat their ass, whatever, because you just felt like it, (laughs) or to, you know, sexually touch a kid, which makes no sense in my eyes, but who knows what was wrong with her? Who knows? Okay. Maybe she got it into her head that this guy was going to be her knight in shining armor at 13, which is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And that I know we agree on. I know you and I agree on that. So... (laughs) So more shit. Let's continue this fucking shit fest. (laughs) So she gave birth to their child prior to serving seven years in prison. Okay. So they got, (laughs) oh my God. So (laughs) she gets out of jail in 2005. She served her maximum sentence of seven years after breaking her plea agreement. Wow. Became pregnant with second child prior to being sent back to prison and within eight months of her sentence gave birth to that child. Okay. So now he's 13 with two kids. So I got to tell you something. I'm a firm believer in karma. And I'm not saying that this lady, you know, I mean, yes, she did. Um, (laughs) She did a bad thing. Um, the kid had no other choice, but I guess to, but to be in love with her. Cause you know, she probably took his virginity, I assume. <laughs> and you know, they got married in 2005. So he was 20, 2021 in 2005. So I just don't understand. I think what's, like I said, I can't just, I can't wrap my head around the fact that they thought this was okay. Like she thought this was okay. We'll never know now because, you know, everything she thinks and believes and whatever died with her. So, and I don't think anybody really cares about the truth anymore because she's dead. So, (laughs) so here's my, they got divorced in 2017. So I kind of wanted to be like, oh, really? It didn't work? Shucks. But I was like, you know what? (laughs) Girl, bye. That's how I felt about it. Okay. That's how I felt about it. She, she can get the fuck out of here with all that. That was a mess. Okay. So they, it was short of their 12 year anniversary. So they didn't make it 12 years, which is fine. They made it a decade, which is impressive for a sexual predator and her victim to have made it. But I want to know how he rationalized what happened to him. 
I haven't watched any documentaries on it. This is all from what I've read. This is not 100% accurate. Don't quote me on anything I've said besides what I feel about it, because that's my opinions on it. And I think it's disgusting what happened to him. And I honestly don't know who approved of this wedding, but I guess that's none of my business also. (laughs) But, you know, in this life, there's just things that surprise you. And especially during what we're going through right now is pretty interesting um, with this pandemic and everything. So I was just, I was on BuzzFeed at work. This is another thing that I want to discuss. And there's a thing going on called Sex Week 2020. So I i guess I'm a pervert, whatever. I wanted to see what it was about. And there was a bunch of articles listing different things that were going on for Sex Week 2020. And one of the things that definitely pop, piqued my interest, not popped, piqued my interest, was sex workers during COVID-19. Now, we all know what that business is about one-on-one interactions in the nude with a money transaction. So sex workers include strippers, escorts, whatever, (laughs) whatever. So I came across that, (laughs) obviously clicked it, and I learned a couple things. I learned how they're operating during these times. And I learned that, you know, they... (sighs) Being an industry, like being in an industry where it's either legal or illegal, because hooking is illegal, okay, but stripping is under a legal business where obviously they're paying the government, the taxes and everything on the building and paying their employees, whatever, 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 okay? I learned something really interesting about how they weren't really, they weren't really taken care of during this time. Like they were severely unemployed, like they were not probably getting any benefits out of any of this probably not collecting any unemployment, uh, which is neither here nor there. But I learned that sex workers operating within legal in-person segments of the industry, like strip clubs, were misled to believe they were ineligible for aid. Applicants seeking government relief are required to check a box confirming they do not engage in live performance of a prurient sexual nature or sell services thereof. So you mean to tell me that one of the oldest professions in the book does not qualify to get aid. <laughs> you know, we live in a strange time. I was recently on a podcast. I guessed it on a, my boyfriend's podcast. And we talked about the sexualization of America or of media or sexualization in general of women. And one of the questions they posed at me was <laughs> having to do with prostitutes. And whether it should be legal or illegal. And there is a bunny ranch in Vegas. Well, in in Nevada. And it's nearby. And, uh, you know, it's a legal business. Okay. Everybody's paying. Everybody's a paying customer. They're doing it the right way. And you're telling me that all these chicks out here that are doing the oldest profession in the book. Because this shit has been around forever. Okay. People have been selling them their bodies since they could. (laughs) And now it's happening illegally with child trafficking and sex trafficking and all that shit. So you mean to tell me that the legal way of doing it does not warrant government assistance because who says? (laughs) Who says? Like, and if you lie on that sheet, you fucking, they take your ass. Like, (laughs) that's basically it. If you lie on any, like, any government tax records, whatever, you're fucking done. Okay? So I think... This is a big what the fuck to me 
Because if you're making money within legal boundaries, you should have been able to get assistance when everyone else was furloughed. Because you were basically furloughed under a legal establishment. Does that does that make sense? Am I wrong? Tell me if I'm wrong. Because if I have a friend who's stripping or whatever, and she's living on a streak like a homeless person, like, I would feel bad. Because... You don't know what these people have to go through to do that job. You don't know the kind of people they have to deal with to do their job, to make their money, to safely go home at night. There's a lot of pressure. I don't know anything about it because I don't do that. But I can only assume that strippers have a really hard time sometimes. And this is really bad. Especially have to figure out how are we going to provide socially distant stripping now? So this, one of the things that, um, <laughs> oh, wait, before I even get to that. So I came to a funny conclusion. I'm like, if you think about it, we're basically pimping out products. When you work in retail, you're definitely pimping out products like electronics and clothes. Like the customer would be the John in the situation and the clothing is the sex worker slash stripper. Like you're trying to put on a facade that this is something that the other person wants. Like you're selling something which is basically what, you know, legal prostitution is. The girl is selling the product, which is herself, to the person who is of interest of said product. Okay? That's how I understand it. And if that makes sense to you, it makes sense to me and we're good to go. (laughs) You're getting what you pay for. So in that scenario, you're getting what you pay for, which is also sex worker adjacent. Okay, because they have a menu of options with different pricing. It's like when you go to a restaurant, the you open the fucking menu and there's mad shit that you can get. Okay, same thing for sex workers. It's very, it's a slippery slope, but it's there and it makes sense. <laughs> so I also learned that strip throughs are becoming a thing, which is like a drive through of stripping. <laughs> You basically, so, okay, so to explain this properly, (laughs) you're basically the guy sitting in the car, you pay an entrance fee, and I think you pay per head of person in your car. So if it's just you, you pay the entrance fee and like an additional $10 for you. And I think you have to order food. I'm not sure, but that's how they're doing it right now. And if you're trying to see titties, you don't care how much you have to pay for food. You're trying to see titties, you're trying to see titties, and that's it. So... They have it set up where you drive through a park. I think you drive through a parking lot and there's socially distant stages where the girls will come out and do their thing. And that's responsible sexuality. And I condone this because everybody should feel free to explore their sexuality however they see fit. And these bitches should be getting paid. (laughs) All right. So besides that, the other thing that was really interesting about the sex workers is that they had a, they had a, they had one chick named Toxic, I think. They don't say her real name, but in the article, her name is Toxic. And the guy that she used to work for when she was stripping called her and said, listen, we have a business idea. If you're interested, it's not going to be stripping money, but it's going to be something rather than nothing. And it was basically like Uber Eats with strippers. So... She basically, they had the stripper deliver the food, but they had like security with her. So no funny stuff. (laughs) 
So I'm like, wow, they're getting real inventive with this shit. I mean, COVID brings out the creativity in everybody. <laughs> it either brings out the creativity or it brings out the negative shit. And there's just so much, there's been so much of both. Like my feelings are confused. Okay. So there's so many things that have happened, like cancel culture and Naya Rivera dying and all this shit. And I'm definitely going to dive into that stuff because that's, that's the important stuff. (laughs) So I got to tell you something. If I go missing, the only way you'll know I've been kidnapped is if I post on Facebook, cancel culture is the greatest thing ever. Y'all know that that's not me. That's not me at all. And I swear to God, If I hear one more person say some dumb shit about Goya to me, unfriend me, please. (laughs) I think this is the story behind this. And I'm going to let you decide for yourself what you think. Okay. So this is, you know, (laughs) this is, God, my head hurts. The CEO, Bob Unanue or something stated that he believes we're blessed to have Trump as our leader, who is also a builder. Don't know what the builder part has to do with anything, but whatever. I'm assuming it means he's an innovator and whatever. He compared his he compared Trump to his grandfather, who started the company in 1936, which is the largest Hispanic-owned business. It says, I'm quoting from what he said. We have an incredible builder and we pray. We pray for our leadership, our president, and we pray for our country that we will continue to prosper and to grow. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> Immediately after he said the shit, social media does what it always does. Cancels Goya. (laughs) Do you realize how fucking stupid it is to be canceling a food brand now? Now we're pulling at straws here because what's the real reason you're canceling a food brand? Are you canceling it because Trump's name was brought into it? Or are you canceling it because you actually believe the stupid words coming out of your mouth? Think about it. Does Trump have anything to do with Goya? No. The one dude, the CEO, has a belief here. He believes in Trump. Let him believe whatever the fuck he wants. I'm going to keep my closets and pantries stocked with all the Goya shit. Are you guys out of your fucking mind? Do I look like I have time to make my own seasoning? I go to work, okay? I have a full-time job. Some of y'all have kids out here talking this bullshit on Facebook, Let me tell you something, okay? The same people that are canceling Goya are the same people who said, not my president, but took the stimulus check and still not my president, but want a second stimulus check. And if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you, but that's the harsh reality of what we live in. And you guys are really stupid for being the sheep that you are and following these nobodies into thinking that canceling Goya is going to take it off the shelves. Because you know who's going to be buying it? Reasonable people. Because when all this shit blows over and y'all need Goya products, they should be putting your names on lists and you should not be allowed to buy it anymore. And that's how I feel about it. And I'm I'm Spanish. I'm Puerto Rican. Day and night. Day and night I am Spanish. Okay? This guy Trump, the president, has nothing to do with Goya. (laughs) You guys are getting mad at the wrong shit. You're getting mad at the wrong shit here. I've never heard of a bunch of people my whole life just follow the leader on everything. Unbelievable. I'm not buying Goya anymore. I'm going to throw it out. Don't eat the shit. What are you throwing it out for? 
plenty of level-headed people are going to buy the shit. <laughs> like, I don't understand this. We're canceling shit for no reason. We're canceling people for no reason. Are you that bored during this pandemic that this is what we're doing? <laughs> I will never understand. Ah, oh, you guys got me fucked up out here. It's exhausting trying to keep up with these stupid-ass perceptions of shit going on. And I'm not claiming to know everything, but I know it's dumb to cancel a food brand. Tell you that. Because Trump is not in the fucking Goya factory seasoning the seasonings. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) I've never been more annoyed, okay? And this shit? Oh, my God. This shit is another reason why cancel culture is the most obvious proponent of boring people trying to be interesting. And I'll say it again, boring people trying to make themselves interesting by inserting in a subject out there that if you feel so strongly about, you obviously don't need to vocalize it. But if you do understand that people are going to like, you know, lash back at you. And if you can't take the heat, don't fucking add the Vodka to the frying pan, because that shit is flammable. Well, any liquor really is, but you know, you know what I'm getting at. Let's not cut. Let's not, you know, let's not, let's not split hairs. (laughs) So again, boring people trying to make themselves interesting by putting in a subject, putting it out in the universe. Like there's a lot of things that I would love to say, but I don't really want to hear anybody's opinions back. And that's a flaw of mine, but it's fine because I don't want to tell you to go fuck yourself. You know, like I want us to still be cool, but I keep my political views and shit to myself because that's not what this podcast is about. Number one. And number two, that's not what my Facebook is about. And that's not what my Instagram is about or my Twitter for that matter. I am here to provide laughs and entertainment. And you don't have to follow me. You don't have to like me. You can hear my opinions and respect them or not respect them. That's your choice. So I understand. Choosing to use freedom of speech as a way to, you know, exemplify what you want, that's fine. But understand that there are a lot of people out there that definitely don't agree with that Goya shit. They definitely don't agree with that banning of Goya shit. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's That's what the culture should be. It should be the nobody cares society, okay? And I've never... I love that my support group is in a nobody cares culture. We're in the nobody cares society. That's what I'm going to call it. The nobody cares society. Because my group of people are fucking adults. Mm. Like, I can have a healthy debate about Goya. All the people I know are mature. You motherfuckers out here got it twisted that they're going to stop producing Goya because you nobody is out here. Think you have a say in it. But please, for the love of God, don't throw it out. Donate it. It's the same people who were burning Nike shit. Should have donated it. (laughs) You guys are crazy. Whatever. You know, you want to cancel Goya, be my guest. I'm still going to be buying it in bulk. And, you know, I should just start posting pictures of me fucking buying Goya and see how mad it gets people. And hopefully more people remove themselves from my friends list. Okay? Okay. Now, now that we've covered one silly topic, 
Gotta bring it dark for a second, you know, bring you on an emotional roller coaster now that my freaking body temperature just went up because goy is a shit. Goy is a shit, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to yell, but it's really the stupidest shit out here. Like, I've never been more frustrated with people my age in my entire life. <laughs> well, that's not true. Every election, <laughs> every election, I get mad at my age group because I'm like, you guys are dumb. <laughs> so, found out that, uh, Naya Rivera died. Okay. And uh, I think that 2020 needs to take a break. (laughs) We lost, in the same day, we lost two people. We lost Santana from Glee and Kelly Preston. Now, the Kelly Preston shit had me thrown, okay? Because I know there's ways to hide shit, okay? Their lives are private and some celebrities are good at keeping their shit to themselves, like health issues and such, but... How did he hide a two-year breast cancer battle? Like, how did John Travolta pull that off? Like, the only thing he pulled off was that wig finally, and now we got to see him bald, and he looks fab, okay? So, there didn't seem... I was looking through the Instagram and stuff that they posted on BuzzFeed, because I'm always on BuzzFeed now, because, you know, who cares, whatever. So, it doesn't matter why I'm on it. (laughs) I'm just on it. There doesn't look like there's any proof to her being sick, with the exception of her Instagram page, because she celebrates Father's Day with John Travolta, and there's a big family photo of all of the kids. Well, I think she has three. I think they have three. Two or three. I think a boy and a girl. Whatever. So it's her, John Travolta, the kids, in a Happy Father's Day celebration picture. And uh, you can see that her hair kind of looks like a wig. Like, you can kind of see... That she has a wig on. Like, you can't see her roots. You can't see anything. Which is fine. But, like, they were very good at keeping this quiet. Like, there's a lot of celebrities out there that can keep their shits themselves. And, but for the most part, we find out shit regardless. And when I say we, I mean paparazzi and stalkers. (laughs) So, it's it's, I just wanted to know about what was going on with the breast cancer thing because they never mention it. And my mom thought it was a hoax. My mom thinks that since I think they're Scientologists, my mom thinks that Scientology got her and she's been kidnapped. <laughs> Who knows? Who really knows with that? But I know Leah Remini was getting stalked by people from Scientology because she was spilling all the goods. So I also... <laughs> I know everybody knows about this entanglement shit with Will and Jada, okay? So, <laughs> I don't understand how these how these things happen, okay? So, apparently, this guy, August, who's some sort of rapper that I'm supposed to know, but since I'm 31, I don't really care. So, apparently, she, uh, he, excuse me, August is a he, he was a family friend of Will and Jada's, and he used to be around them a lot and whatever. Now, Jada and Will went through a rough patch from what they've been saying. They went through a rough patch in their relationship, and she kind of went off and did her own thing, and he kind of went off and did his own thing. Now, her own thing involved her getting involved with August, and everything got spilled because of August. August was the one who came forward and said that he had been involved with her and that he loved her and whatever, whatever. So that being said, okay, first of all, my man was in love with her apparently because no guy ever on social media posts how involved he was with a person and how much he loves them. 
Like, I've seen a lot of relationships go down. You will never in your lifetime see a guy say how much he loves his woman on social media. I'm sorry. It's the truth. And it's mostly girls posting lovey-dovey shit and man crush Monday. I have not seen a fucking woman crush Wednesday in what feels like forever. (laughs) Could be because I deleted some people and by some I mean like 400. Or it could be because people just don't really care about that shit anymore and they're more mad about other stuff. (laughs) But still, significant others are important, I think. So she got involved. (coughs) Excuse me. She got involved with August and he posted the shit on Instagram, I think. And I guess it caught Will Smith's eye. So I guess Will Smith and her were having issues and she decided, oh my God, she decided to have him on their show, Red Table Talk. Okay. Will Smith. And they spilled all the tea. (laughs) Spilled all the tea. Well, not all of it, but he asked her what had been going on. Okay. And she said that she was in an entanglement. She didn't come out and say affair, but the new word of the year is entanglement. Okay? Entanglement and soft boy. <laughs> Which I learned also was so weird. Um, I was listening to a podcast, not to go off on a tangent, but I was listening to another podcast, the Honeymoon Podcast with Moshe Kasher and uh, Natasha Legero. They're a married comedian couple. I've brought this up before. But they were talking to this one chick who said that this guy, the guys on the college campus where she's going to school are soft boys. And they asked, what is a soft boy? And she said, um, she said, it's basically the opposite of a fuck boy, which means, excuse me, which means that <laughs> they basically use their emotions as a reason not to date you. Okay. (laughs) So like if they're having a really tough day or whatever, they just ghost you for the day because they had a really tough day. And I'm like, hmm, as I stroke my fake beard, I'm like, what? (laughs) What does that mean? So it like, it's just essentially, it's like when guys ghost on you and they say they had a really rough day, they're soft boys. So I'm like, I learn something new every day. But I'm like, okay, 31, and how am I old now to not know this? Like, there's certain things that you think you know, and then there you get to that age, and people are inventing new words behind you. That's where I'm at. <laughs> All these words are behind me, and I'm above it, and I don't understand. But whatever. So, entanglement. <laughs> so... Basically what they're saying, Jada and Will Smith have always had an open marriage. They've always had an open marriage and they'd rather, they refer to each other as life partners. And what Jada said to Will is that as long as he could look at himself, like it wasn't so much that they allowed extramarital affairs. It was more along the lines of that Jada said that she's okay with his behavior as long as he could look at himself in the mirror at the end of the day and be okay with who he was as a person. That's basically how that went down. And what I think is bullshit. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I can't say I'm a strong woman. I am strong. I don't know that I'm that strong. Like, I don't know where this whole shit derives from, but they've always had a good relationship. So maybe that works for them, but whatever. So 
what 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 makes me think of <laughs> this makes me think of if I can speak English this makes me think of Ross and Rachel when they had that we were on a break shit because Jada and Will were on the outs and Jada basically went for another man so um, I think that this kid August was way too into Jada and Jada was just like looking for fun which she basically said she was looking for the attention she wasn't getting from Will but like ma'am. This is crazy that you would do that. Like you went on Facebook Live or wherever the Red Table Talk shit is. I found the clip on YouTube. So, um, and there's been a fire beat already made to it. Like that guy got to stop. Like it's the same guy who did that coronavirus shit with Cardi B. (laughs) So, um, I, uh, oh God. Um, so the, yeah, like I was saying, like the, the relationship seemed very one-sided. Like Jada was just looking for fun. August was there as like a shoulder to cry on slash person to sleep with. <laughs> and uh, Will Smith apparently was very pissed off with 50 Cent for butting his nose into it. Basically, 50 Cent thinks that Jada was very out of line for spilling all the information on TV. And Will basically told him to go fuck himself. And that's perfectly fine. That is Will Smith's prerogative. And I agree with him 100%. I don't really think that 50 Cent has any right to tell anybody about any relationship. Considering, you know, who knows who he's with or who he's not with or what he did in his young days. He got shot in the face when he was younger. That's why he rapped like that with his face all crazy. Who cares? Again, I'm in the nobody cares society, okay? That's where I'm at. (laughs) Like, he made it a point, and then not even that, he made it a point to screenshot the text conversation he had with Will Smith and post it on Instagram to have people pick a side in the fight. Like, dude, how much of a dick are you? Like, that's childish shit. This is what I mean with this childish shit. Like, this is crazy to me that this guy is a grown-ass man and is behaving in the manner of a fucking prepubescent boy. Like, bitch, if you don't... (laughs) Oh, man, bitch, if you don't stop. (laughs) But whatever. I mean, like I said, these celebrities run wild and do crazy shit. Like, I've never understood any of that. Also, what did people think of fucking... um, Zach Efron, holy shit. <laughs> like, that was crazy. Like, Zach Efron is beautiful, okay? And if you don't agree with me, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> beautiful. Like, he was at fucking Angry Orchard in Walden. Like, everybody missed him. How did everybody miss him? Ugh. I couldn't take it. Like, He went from looking like someone I would babysit to like, hey, what's up, daddy? Like, uh. (laughs) I couldn't take it. That was so crazy. Also, I read something minor about fucking Nick Cannon, and I thought that was insane, too. Apparently, he was making some anti-Semitic remarks, and they fucking fired him off everything. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So, um, this is what's happening here. (laughs) But, you know, in this day and age, everything is very sensitive. And I think people need to realize this. Um, People don't really understand that they have to pay attention to what they're saying and doing these days and their actions and everything. And we live in a very slippery slope society and it's very tricky. And 
no one really knows what the hell is going on here. <laughs> no one knows what's happening. No one knows how to be in this society, I believe. And um, I don't know, just stay home, wear masks. That's all you really have to do in this lifetime. And it's like, excuse me, like, so-and-so did this and they're this. And I'm like, what? Like, okay, and what do you mean? So, like, I'm really confused as what as to what these celebrities are doing with their time. I, I just, Zac Efron's trying to save the world. And it's either you end up like Zac Efron or you end up like fucking Britney Spears. Like, did you see that shit also with her, the free Britney fucking hashtag? Oh, my God. Like, her dad has... Okay, so this is the story behind that, if y'all don't know. And I know I'm all over the place right now, but I'm looking for something, too. So, basically, Britney Spears is being kept captive by her father. And if I can find the link, I can probably show you guys the shit. Not show you, but obviously read it. Um, Let me see. But, yeah, that shit... I just don't even know. Like, <laughs> there's just so many things going on in this world, and I just don't understand. Um, let me see. Can I find this for God's sakes? Do, 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 do. Oh, I posted some really funny stuff all week long. See, like I said before, I'm just here for entertainment purposes, and I share mad memes and shit, and everybody just gets upset. <laughs> everybody just gets upset. And I'm like, this shit is crazy what's going on out here and I can't be funny for two seconds while someone, you know, being fucking pissed. So here we go. So this is going to be the longest thing I've ever read on this podcast, but here we go. So this is the Free Britney movement, okay? It's crazy. It's the longest thing I've ever read on this podcast, but we're going to give it a whirl and then I want to close on one more thing. Okay, so here's the here's the story. A little backstory first. Britney was a child star starting at the age of four years old on Broadway, and then worked her way to the Mickey Mouse Club and eventually the solo career we know today. Her career has been on autopilot her entire life. If you look back at her music, she's been telling everyone for years she's too controlled and treated as a product. If you listen to the lyrics of most of her hits, examples include Lucky, Overprotective, Overprotected, My Prerogative, Circus, Piece of Me, and Gimme More. Her music videos, social media posts, tour props, and photo shoots regularly show her in a cage or in chains. If anyone has ever seen videos of her when she was younger, you'd know her real singing voice is very similar to Christina Aguilera's. Her record label didn't like it, as they were both on the Mickey Mouse Club and about to release their debut albums at the same time, so they had her voice retrained to sing in the baby voice we all know today because they believed it to be more iconic and would create a brand and career for her instead of her real voice. It's unhealthy, and it's been destroying her voice over the years. That's why she is known for lip syncing. She wanted to make an acoustic-type pop album in 2006 titled Original Doll and reinvent herself using her real voice. The album was shelved and canceled once her label realized she would be singing in her real voice. She isn't allowed to sing live because she will either fail terribly or she'll have to sing in her deep voice that she isn't known for. Her entire career... She has been treated like a product meant to sell. Now for the real tea. Okay, so that's the background. That's like her being a kid to now having to grow up. Everyone remembers the 2007 meltdown. Everyone. Leading up to the meltdown, Brittany was going through a public divorce, had two children under the age of two at the time, and was very much the focus of the public. We all saw her on every magazine cover. We also saw the photo of her with one of her kids on her lap while driving. 
Go on YouTube once and look up Britney Spears paparazzi. You'll watch her be chased and followed by hundreds of them, even try and get into a public restroom to photograph her, videotaping her in tears, asking them to leave her alone, and even filming her through the windows of an ambulance while she was naked, being taken away for her final mental health hold. After the public meltdown, shaving her head, locking herself in her home with her children, speaking in a British accent on a regular basis, wearing the infamous pink wig everywhere, and shopping naked, she was hospitalized twice after the hospitalization. Her father petitioned the courts to be a temporary conservator to her until she was mentally stable and for only one year's time. Two months after her hospitalization, she did a guest appearance on How I Met Your Mother. Six months after hospitalization, she drops the Womanizer video and starts to promote her new album, Circus, with its worldwide tour that grossed $131.8 million. If she's so unwell, why did she start working right away? Her father, after one year, petitioned the courts for the conservatorship to become permanent due to her allegedly having early-onset dementia in her 20s. It passed and has been that way ever since, for 12 years to be exact. That's a lot. I'm not done yet. Now, for everyone that doesn't understand what that means, let me break it down for you. Britney Spears is now a 38-year-old woman who is not allowed to do the following without her father's permission or he can legally lock her up in a mental health facility. Dude, this list is crazy. She can't drive a car, vote, get married, have children, spend her own money, see how her money is being spent, see her children. She has 30% custody of both of her boys due to her dad assaulting one of her sons leave her home, hire her own lawyer, have any control over her career, speak about the conservatorship publicly, do interviews that aren't scripted, and all final cuts are approved by her father as well, use a cell phone without being monitored, use social media unmonitored, contact anyone without being monitored or having them extremely vetted. Iggy Azalea allegedly had her house searched for drugs top to bottom when they collaborated on a song together. Could you fucking imagine you collab with Britney Spears and they have to search your house for drugs? Huh. I don't know that Iggy Azalea, who, by the way, her son's name is Onyx. And like I said before, I didn't care, but someone posted it <laughs> and I commented back. Oh, my God, dude. Like, if I say I don't care about something, why would you do that? <laughs> anyway, she can't go shopping. She can't go for a walk. She can't go and get Starbucks like this girl. A conservatorship is meant for people with mental health issues or decaying health. So I'm learning about this, too, because I didn't know this was a thing. Most likely grandparents or people with actual dementia, etc. They are meant for people who literally cannot take care of themselves. If she is so unwell that she isn't mentally capable of doing anything for herself, why is she still working? Since the conservatorship began 12 years ago, she's released four albums, done three worldwide tours, did a four-year Vegas residency, was a full-time judge on X Factor released multiple perfumes and a lingerie line made 138 million dollars or so a year like that's crazy money that's crazy money in january of last year britney was placed in a mental health facility for three months after being seen driving to her car driving her car to in and out with her boyfriend without permission and for refusing to take the sedating medications her father has doctors prescribing her to keep her under control she testified to a judge in documents that she was held there against her will by her father after it was leaked to the press that she was there against her will the free britney movement picked up speed causing a judge to open an investigation into the impact and legality her conservatorship has on her life britney's mother lynn 
was also liking and commenting on free Britney posts saying she agrees that Britney is trapped by her father. Britney's team had Twitter disable the free Britney hashtag and regularly threatens any celebrity that speaks out using the hashtag with a lawsuit if they don't remove support for the movement. She was seen shortly after leaving a hotel through the front door. 99% of celebrities park underground to avoid paparazzi unless they want to be seen. Stumbling while carrying her shoes and out of it. Her team used that moment to justify to the public that she needs this conservatorship. She is not allowed to have any say in the hiring or firing of anyone on her team. Every year she pays $1.1 million in fees for the conservatorship to continue, including paying her father a solid 100 k salary and paying a lawyer she isn't allowed to choose. She is allowed an allowance of $1,500 a week for bills, shopping, and essentials. Her net worth, her net worth is 250 mil. So when everyone sees her on Instagram walking up and down her hallways like it's a fashion show, that's all she's allowed to do. She's never had control over her life. I don't care if you personally like her or her music, no one deserves this. All this woman wants is to see her children, make the music she wants to make, and go get a frappuccino in her car. She is a light of sunshine in this world, and we must protect her at all costs. So please do not make fun of her. Support the Free Britney movement and send good vibes her way. Blah, blah, blah. So essentially, this chick is being held hostage in her own life. That's what I learned. (laughs) I learned that essentially Britney Spears has no control over anything she's doing in her life, and she needs to be let out of her cage, so to speak. But also, sounds like Scientology. (laughs) I know. I'm stupid for that. It's really sad to hear that about her because she looks like she's such a happy person and she's not being allowed to be herself. Like she's not allowed to be happy, it seems. And it's just really sad. Um, I didn't really have anything funny to read for the week, but that, that, that really was something that I had come across in between episodes, in between recordings. And, uh, it's just it's appalling what people do especially people who have money like i just learned i know this was probably a thing back in the day but i just learned that dane cook's brother who was his business manager and his sister-in-law i guess fucking stole from him and embezzled money and i was like how do people think that this shit is okay to do to other people like i would never think to take advantage of somebody for money purposes because if you come up, I want us to come up together. I don't want to be the reason why you fail. I don't want to be that guy. Like, I don't want to be anyone negative in the story of your life. So what I want is for things to be okay is what I mean. So like, I want things to work out for everybody. I want everybody to be happy in this life. This pandemic is bringing everybody down. It's keeping everybody indoors. It's keeping... It's keeping a lot of us, well, it's keeping a lot of us down, but in a way, it's also, I guess, trying to teach us something in the meantime, like trying to get us to do new hobbies. I myself just bought three new books, so I'm diving into those. I'm reading The Confessions of Franny Langton right now, and it's pretty good so far. I've read like eight chapters in one day. I was really impressed with myself because I haven't really touched a physical book since like, uh, since last year. (laughs) That's disgusting. But, um... So one thing I uh, one thing I wanted to close on was that uh, well two things actually I was watching Hamilton okay they brought Hamilton to Disney Plus and that was the highlight of the Fourth of July week and I know I should have talked about this sooner because I'm thinking about it and I'm like what the fuck and it came out July third on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it see it I was really appreciative that I got to see 
the original cast from 2016. Now I've seen, I've seen it twice and I've seen the two other casts that have come after Lin-Manuel, like all the understudies and shit for everybody else. So I've seen all the other stuff and, uh, that's basically, I liked the other two guys that played Hamilton. Like I understand that Lin-Manuel Miranda made the shit, but at the same time, he did not have to be in it as Hamilton. He could have just taken the writing credit because I don't think he has the voice to be trying to do musicals. And that's my opinion on it is that he maybe can rap, but there were certain, he does not have the depth to actually sing. So while he's doing his shit, he falls short on a lot of parts. Like everyone's like, ah, and he's like, ah. like, <laughs> It's like hearing, um, God, Josh Groban, and then hearing Michael Scott sing. Like, <laughs> if I had to compare the two, um, it's 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 definitely not an apples to oranges thing. It's like an apples to watermelon type thing, because the watermelon can belt it out because they are they're big and they have range and shit. And the fucking apple is just. I'm down here, like it's super nasally. Like I I was I'm a chorus freak. I was in chorus. I was in women's chorus. Women's chorale, they called it. Sound like we were fucking cows and shit. Bovine. <laughs> I was in women's chorale, chamber singers. I had been in concert band and I was in wind ensemble. So I, all the music shit is me. <laughs> and I tell you what, I heard Lin-Manuel Miranda try and be Hamilton. And I was like, so glad that I didn't see the original in person. I was very okay with seeing the understudies. And I don't think I've ever said that before, but the other guys could rap and also sing, whereas Lin-Manuel can only rap. And wasn't the worst thing. Could have done without him, though. <laughs> could have done without him. So that's one of the things I wanted to discuss. But I also wanted to discuss that I watched the Terminator movie. And the original from 1984. So we're going from Hamilton <laughs> from 2016 to 1984. And that's just what I do. I bounce around a lot. And usually I don't give context. And that's one of the conversations that, you know, one of the things that's usually brought up as like a conversation flaw. <laughs> so Arnold Schwarzenegger saw his penis <laughs> within the first, what is it, five minutes of the movie? Saw his penis. He's walking. He's walking towards these scallywag children that are just standing outside, minding their own business, doing scallywag shit. And you would think they would do better with the shading because it was nighttime when he's walking around. Saw his penis. <laughs> I can't tell you enough how much of his penis I saw. Saw the whole thing. And I was like, well, good for him. And then <laughs> averted my eyes and blushed like a schoolgirl. Anyway, I also noticed, <laughs> saw his penis. So I saw that Bill Paxton was also in it. And I didn't know that at all. And of course, I whenever I see some stuff that has celebrities in it that me and my mom have vibed over in the past, I always have to show her a picture or something. So of course I took a, I took a picture and for the most part, I like my camera on my phone, but you know, other times I don't. So sometimes I'll go into Snapchat and I'll snap a picture and, uh, 
I'll send it to her that way. Because for some reason, I don't know, the picture looks different. And uh, I sent it to her and I said, oh, Bill Paxton. And she goes, oh, I didn't know he was in it either. And I'm like, but you lived through 1984. Like you were like in high school, at least in 84. How did you, how do we not remember? But I was like, you know what, forget it. Because that's going to be like another conversation where this lady doesn't remember like the i saw all the 80s effects like 1980s shit was all in that movie the hair the effects everything the the sex scene that was in it with linda hamilton 80s all the way it was like softcore porn um can i just say that linda hamilton has looked old since she's looked old (laughs) essentially what i mean by that is she had the old woman face she has now when she was 20 or however old she was when she was in that movie. And I was like, that's Linda Hamilton. Like, you immediately know when you look at someone's face. I haven't seen the new Terminator, by the way. The one that came out either last year or the year before. But we all know it was Linda Hamilton. Because Linda Hamilton's face has been the same since she was 20. <laughs> she probably came out the womb with that face. Anyway. <laughs> I just, you know. <laughs> these are the things that go on because I'm stuck in the house. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think that's it. I think I covered a, I covered a lot of shit. I feel like they were very, you know, the 1980s did a lot of cool graphics and shit. And I was just really surprised that we're not further in our own. <laughs> you would think we would be more advanced technologically and special effects, but whatever. I mean, you know, kind of life. But um, I think that about wraps it up for me. I think, uh, I think I did my due diligence this episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I will catch you guys next time. Again, uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you like what you've heard. And, you know, leave me a review. Leave me something nice. And follow me on my social media, Coco underscore Fonseca on Twitter, CocoBB20 on Instagram. Uh, You'll find my Facebook attached to my Instagram, so it's fine. Um, But just make sure you send me a message so I don't think you're a creep. Like, let me know that, hey, I listen to your podcast and that, that, that. Like, someone hit me up and was like, hey, I listen to your podcast. Do you have a man? Like, what are you doing? Of course. I talk about him. (laughs) Talk about him for the most part because most of our conversations go into this podcast, which I might ask him to be on it again. But also, I think we're approaching – I think we're either approaching or we've passed the year mark. Uh, I think we're approaching. I think July 31st was my first episode. Um, but we're approaching the, the anniversary, but you know, it hasn't been 52 weeks. So I kind of feel bad, but you know, took a couple weeks off for personal reasons, but, uh, but thank you again. This has been, uh, the perfect way to spend my evening. I had so much to say and, uh, was able to say it and you guys are just chilling and, uh, I thank you. And I really appreciate that. So see you next time guys. Bye. (laughs) 